Hello everybody and welcome to the Animal Wisdom Stories. I'm Miriam Thiel-Alberts and I'm your host today. At this point, I would like to thank Paul Luftenegger for the lovely music and I want to, you know, say hello to our wonderful guest. And our guest today is Faye Rogers, a well-known animal communicator, soul light worker and healer. And she is coming on all the way from New Zealand. Hello, Faye, and welcome. Hello, everyone. Um, oh, I'm so excited to be here, and thank you for um, asking me to come on to the show. It's just wonderful. Uh, it's so nice to have you here. Um, I've been sort of following you on Facebook. You're very active on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> As I found out the other day, yes. Mm, mm. That you're active or... Mm. Uh, just some feedback that I received and I thought, oh, gee, oh. It, it just really surprised me. Um, I don't normally, you know, complain about anything. It wasn't really a complaint. It was just um, um, putting a point of view across and then I was really amazed at the response that I got. It was just absolutely incredible. Mm. So basically what I, what I think is, you know, modern technology, this is like mm. amazing. We're here, you know, on, on both ends of mm. <laughs> the world, basically. We're connected. Yeah. We're not only connected by technology, but I feel that we're connected in, in what we do. Um, the animal communication, the channeling messages, because I know that you do this as well, that you channel messages from, from, uh, uh -huh. from the animals. And, yes. Uh, um, yeah, they, it's, um, it's funny that because when I started off, and I shouldn't say it's funny, that's my Kiwi speech and, you know, those little quirky um, speech patterns that we have and, and phrases, but when I started off, I thought, oh, I had never heard the word channeling and people say it was channeling. I just, I've always seen myself as like the vessel um, um, to bring in the animal's thoughts and feelings and um, exposure to how what they're going through, what they're experiencing to unite families. Um, and I call it families because, you know, an animal is part of the family. They're not a possession. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, of course, you know, our um, species that live around us that don't live in our domestic scene, they have got the most amazing, amazing energy and the most amazing uh, messages to share. Yeah. But then I live in New Zealand. It's very isolated. We're in Ireland, the, you know, the youngest country in the world um, because uh, New Zealand was part of Gondwana and then the rest of Gondwana came up and New Zealand came up gradually and finally found its way up to the surface. Um, and so... You know, our species here are very, um, a lot of bird life, a lot of marine life, but we don't have the diversity in species like you have in Africa or Europe or so on. Okay. Um, um, and it's just so amazing that, you know, I can be sitting here and then lines could pop in and share a message for me and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's just so, um, I haven't got words to express it. It's absolutely such a beautiful gift to have. Um, but we mustn't sort of see it as a gift because there's so many others out there with the same gift or other people that don't recognize I've got the gift. That's true. I always think it's like sort of, reconnecting to something um i believe that we all have the ability to do it but we need to remember how to to do the animal connect connection or communicating yeah um i mean that's yeah that's exactly my thought patterns too um um we're so busy we're so educated we're so conditioned in our beliefs and that we've actually put away our um awareness and our sensories and um, yeah, and but but in saying that, um, um, it, it's like there's a massive awakening over the entire planet happening um, right now. Yeah, and it's been happening for a period of time. It's yeah. just not. Um, we've just gone through another big activation. Um, another big portal of energies opened up to us, and won the stargates. 
I don't want this to get too bizarre, but um, a lot of people have been really tired or other yeah. unusual things are happening or things are very much on the surface. Um, and sometimes we're having to dig a little bit deeper. Um, our animal companions that we live with or even animals outside our house or apartments are supporting us in, in, in all these um, changes. I think this is really interesting what you're saying. And, you know, it doesn't matter what, whether it's, it's going to get weird, you know, yeah. this is, this is how it is. So, you know, <laughs> don't worry about it. We'll just think about it as it is. So um, yeah. when you say that, um, you know, there's stargates opening and there's like some sort of awakening happening, what do you mean? Is it like the energy shift or... Yeah, some people might call it an extension process. Um, the words that I received um, are stargates. Um, so up there um, um, around our planetary energy, since some phase of Atlantis, um, and this is what I've received, someone else will have a different interpretation of it or different impressions. And of course, you receive what you can acknowledge. Mm -hmm. um, but these gates have been locked um, and are slowly awakening to bring in the um, um, extension activation process. Um, and, and they've been happening over a period of time and, and, and as they open a little bit more, we're becoming more and more um, aware, we're becoming more and more connected. Um, um, yeah, and it's just like, you know, people go to bed, wake up the next day, though it's not necessarily going to bed, but I've just used that as um, mm -hmm. um, words to explain. And and they're sort of like, oh, I'm still the same, but, oh, how did I know that? Or where did that come from? Or, oh, gosh, I've got this amazing healing ability that I hadn't recognised before and things like that. So there's this process of us actually... Um, um, recreating ourselves while we're living in our human body mm. that sounds amazing I'm, I'm just wondering has that happened to you i mean do you, did you um come up with a new skill over sudden mine <laughs> mine um, well it was quite a few years ago um i had a massive awakening and i've always been able to communicate with animals but um and yeah um but in this present activation or stargate opening up a little bit more, yes, I have been tired. I've probably been looking a little bit deeper. I've probably been, you know, um, um, uh, getting rid of some of the layers and um, undressing myself um, um, mm -hmm. of things that um, no longer fit. And but I'm just trying to think in time because it's hard to really cast your mind back and exactly when, maybe 13, 14, 15 years ago, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. um, but I had a massive awakening. Um, I, you know, and everything just happened, bang, bang, bang. As a little child, I used to remember, like, my sister. Uh, I didn't actually start talking till I had to go to school, and... Mm -hmm. They thought um, I went off and um, I remember this because I had to go off and have hearing tests and things like that. And they said, well, hearing's okay. And then it was on my fifth birthday in New Zealand. We go to school now um, um, when we turn five. And, and I was a bit of a naughty child. Um, so I hopped on my brother's trike and um, pushed bike down the road, which was a no-no. And I like to go and sit around this um, house, um, uh, this was called a lodge where people would go for weddings because it had such beautiful gardens. And while I was there, this man came and talked to me and he said, oh, it's all right to talk. And then I went home to my birthday dinner and I started talking. And that's why I remember it because my family just about fell over. <laughs> and and I, I said to my mum, like, you know, um, this man said it was okay to talk. And, of course, she rushed down the road um, um, to see who this man was. But I recognised that man was now a guide. And, and so I used to live in... Um, how can I say, um, a very telepathic world, if that's the right way to um, explain that, um, because there was no need for speech um, because I could understand what others were feeling mm -hmm. before they maybe, um, how can I explain this? Um, 
Yeah, before they... thoughts. Yeah, before the thoughts even created, it would be coming into the picture to me. And so that sort of happened. And then, you know, I went to school and I had to be like everyone else, which is fine, which is great. Um, and and then, um, and then I just had this sort of, um, yeah, um, huge awakening where one day, uh, I was concerned about a friend's um, dog in America and I was sending him some healing and he wasn't very well and then Archangel Michael turned up and he was huge, he was massive and it was just like um, a physical presence in the room, it wasn't um, it wasn't um, vaporised, I mean he was solid as could be and I thought oh, oh and I didn't know anything about um, um, Archangels, I've I've had no um, uh, real religious upbringing. Um, Mum sent us off to church twice because uh, we were a bit of, you know, uh, my siblings and myself were a little bit rebellious, and but not in a bad way um, um, at all. And she was very strict. Um, and so, um, and that didn't go down too well. So I think she gave up trying to send us to church. I think we probably went to, you know, a dozen times. So, so I didn't really know anything about um, archangels. I hadn't read anything about them. And 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 then all these other things start happening. And it was just like, gee. Um, um, but then people came into my life to um, at, at that same time to support that journey. Um, okay. So obviously it was all geared up how it was supposed to be. I went off to um, a group meeting because someone said, come along to it. And so I went along and I thought, oh. And then Archangel um, uh, Raphael was there. And I thought, oh, hmm. And so, um, and then three other people in that group meeting saw Raphael talking to me. So I was getting this sort of like this ongoing um, um, validation. So, you know. Odd things were happen. The right people were there to say, "Yes, um, you haven't gone mad. Um, okay. This is happening for you." <laughs> yeah, um, but it was really, really interesting. So that gave me—I'm um, um, not going to say confidence because that's not the right word to use—but it gave me um, assurance. Yeah. For the listeners that maybe are not familiar with these archangels, I mean, Archangel Michael is somebody who protects you um, mm. and helps change and helps sort of um, transition as well. And uh, he is basically the big protector, isn't he? I mean, to put it yeah. into two words. <laughs> yeah, and um, they've all got the most amazing roles and yeah. they are so... Um, um, beautiful and they are the angels I mean we've got our guardian angels um, but they are the angels that help us humans so greatly yeah and Raphael is the uh, the archangel of healing mm. so um, I do you use I mean I wanted to ask you actually how you get into animal communication I mean you you just mentioned that you've been able to sort of communicate communicate with animals all your life how did you then make that shift to kind of get an education or oh, okay um i'll start at the beginning which is the childhood so i could communicate with um animals all my life and um you know i would just and then you just think oh okay um and i didn't really recognize it as animal communication Mm -hmm. And because um, it wasn't a label for for you know back then of course, um, and even probably when oh I know um, I went to a match day. Uh, my daughter, uh, she was just a baby, so it was twenty two years ago, and it was an English judge, and I used to breed Irish wolfhounds, um, and we're having a match day with her, a very well known judge. So I had a baby who wouldn't sleep. She was, um, uh, let me say, maybe six weeks old. And I'd taken on two wolfhounds and we <laughs> end up having lunch with the judge. And so um, um, and so I sort of, it was Kitty Hawk, one of the dogs. And I knew she was going to do something. And I turned around and I told her not to do it. And, the, and so, you know, I've got this little baby that won't sleep because she never slept. And um, uh, she just kept the first two years of her life. Um, 
and I've got these two big dogs and the English judge said to me, oh, you're actually an animal communicator. And I said, oh, and I'd never heard that phrase before. Okay. And, um, and it would have been things that she would have been observing that was happening that I didn't have any idea about. Of course, it was just natural to me. Um, after you give birth, your awareness is very high or even when you're pregnant. So your intuition... Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really high. So a lot of that would have been present. Um, whereas like if I go with my dogs, it's probably not that present nowadays, um, physically. Um, um, I'm aware of what they do and things like that. But it was just sort of like, you know, all those guards were down and were opened up. Or um, So that's sort of... Um, and then... Uh, my last litter, I, I kept two puppies and one of the dogs, I thought, oh, nothing was going quite right with him. And I thought, gee, um, um, and then there was an American communicator came to New Zealand um, and her um, workshop was advertised in our kennel cassette. And I thought, I better go along there, see if I can get some help with him. Mm-hmm. And I went along there and um, a wonderful group of people um, and and I thought, oh, and I, I sat there amongst this amazing group of people and these people were chiropractors, um, were teachers of different healing modalities and oh, you name it, they just had the most amazing qualifications and here was me, <laughs> uh, one of the few people that didn't have any sort of real, you know, um, um, you know, spiritual or um, um, uh, oh, or qualifications, um, like there'd be bone therapists there and what have you. And um, I think from the groups of people, I've probably the only one um, that ran with it, if it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, I yeah, um, I'm just trying. I'm just casting my mind back to who was there and her other um, um, classes that she had held around New Zealand. I don't. I'm not aware of anyone that just ran with it like I did, and it was just like, Jay, this is me. This is who I am. I now understand things, um, and then it just snowballed from there. And um, and I've got a very special friend in America, but um, she's just beautiful. Um, and she gave me a lot of encouragement. I had a lot of encouragement from different people, and you need that um, mm-hmm. um, uh, when you're starting off. And especially back then, because it was just sort of like you know unknown territory. Um, and for New Zealand, um, and maybe worldwide, um, but um, yeah, and. This particular person had a private dog magazine and uh, a very um, a very successful one back then. She's, she's no longer um, um, uh, got the dog magazine uh, magazine published. And anyway, she gave me so much uh, um, encouragement. She'd worked with animal communicators and throughout America. And she believed in me so strongly. And when people believe in you so strongly, that's... Yeah gives yeah. you that um, um, stability to go ahead. So I am so thankful for the various people that came into my life and and gave me a little bit of encouragement. Um, and also the people that have turned to me. Um, and even when I've held workshops, um, I've, I've just had them. Ha- I'm so privileged. I have the most amazing people that come to these workshops and... Oh, you know, the energy of the workshops is just so beautiful and um, encouraging, humble, um, loving, um, inspiring. I mean, I could use so many different words. And um, so I'm very, very, very lucky in that respect that, or very blessed is maybe another way to look at it, that... um, Right, people have come into my life because of animal communication and wow. that have led to other opportunities, like I've been interviewed on um, uh, news shows in New Zealand, which is almost a no-no, and um, 
you know, these are um, um, our national news shows um, and newspapers and magazines and, you know, I've been asked to write articles for different um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, animal publications and things like that over the years. Mm. I think what you said about the encouragement is really, really important. Um, I think everybody needs that encouragement when they when they start on that journey because I believe that um, the sort of remembering of that skill, mm, animal communication, yeah. or that, the the learning, it's um, you know as I said, I believe all of us we can do it, but we need that somebody that believes in us and giving us the um, you know telling us it's okay to trust your feelings. definitely definitely and without that encouragement um yeah it's we need encouragement all through life um uh because you know the more um sentiment you are the more sensitive you are um it doesn't mean to say that you're weak um one thing is that we're getting exposed to our vulnerability and our vulnerability is our beautiful self and it's our feeling self and it's that that's that um, amazing ability to uh, um, be aware of how others feel and try to see things through their perspective rather than your own perspective. Mm. And so when we get stripped down to that vulnerable self, yes, we do need support and um, um, and encouragement. And 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 that's one thing, you know, um, at my workshops, I'll have people come along that... Um, there might be, let's just say, there could be a couple of vets there, um, vet nurses, um, teachers of different holistic modalities, um, and so on. Uh, there could even be a doctor there, a psychologist, and so so what. Um, and then there could be someone that's um, um, a stay-at-home mum, and and you know and and. Those people there are all on equal basis, and no one feels no. Um, less than the other. And and I mean that's the energy that um, this planet's hurtling into very very fast. Um, mm-hmm. More compassion and thankful for internet for that. I try to use my Facebook page like <laughs> that <laughs> um, just to. Um, um, increase the compassion, the humanity. Yeah. It's not about suffering, but as we raise that vibration, then we can create better changes. You know what? This is a, a great sort of point to um, to go into the animal wisdom message because um, I know that we talked a little bit now, and I wanted mm. to, to um, you know to talk to you a little bit before. Um, I communicated with one of your wolf's hound dogs, mm. Torino. And um, so Torino is no longer with us, but he's in spirit. Yes, he, he, um, he was my last puppy um, from my last litter. And he's the one that set me off onto animal communication. So it's very fitting that um, um, he was my problem puppy. And okay. so that's why I ended up going to this animal communication um, uh, workshop. Okay. And here we are talking about, um, oh, that's so, so amazing. I'd love to hear what he had to say. <laughs> okay, so I asked Torino what he would like to share with us today. And this is what he said. I'm here with you to change the world. Not that the world is bad. It just could be better. Better for you and better for us animals. We animals need you humans. You have the voice that we need. And therefore you need to learn how to listen to us in order to give us a voice. We so much want to help you humans change the world and change your life. Sometimes you hear us and so often you don't. That makes me sad as I want to help you so much. If we connect, we can create a beautiful world full of love, joy, and living together. So if you can join us in our quest to make this a better life for all of us, I'm sending so much love to all of you, and especially Faye. Oh, that is so much my dog, um, or so much Torino, because, of course, he's much more than a um, a dog, but you know, my last, um, um, our last physical presence, he was my my um, amazing dog, and um, 
he was very much a voice of wisdom. I would get people asking me Torino's opinion on things to share how he saw things and things like that and giving them clarification in their own life for um, different okay. things going through. Um, and, yeah, and um, it's just... But oh. he, he, he inspired you, didn't he, to, to start writing a book? Um, yes, <laughs> I must have my eyes are getting a little bit pin, uh, teary after hearing what he had to share. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a bit speechless. Um, well, what happened was, um, you know, I started trying to keep a journal of my animal's thoughts. And, mm-hmm. and so he's just a, a big, goofy puppy. Um, Very big. I saw yeah, a picture. And, <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, and so he's this, you know, um, um, big goofy puppy, and and uh, he's got his own mind about everything, and he doesn't really fit into our world um, of how he should be, and that's okay because he taught me a lot um, of different things, and and anyway, it's starting to snow outside, um, little snowdrops. Um, and it was just coming down, and and then he he butted in and said, "Oh, I've got this to share with you." And then he started talking about little birds and what happens with them, and about hibernation for the um, 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 the bears, the polar bears, um, and so on, and and the brown bears, and and then those messages grew and grew and grew. Um, and he would share about the different species, why they're here, what they're doing to help this planet, um, and then. Um, it would go into um, um, greater universe um, type messages. So it's a journey book. Um, uh, when I had a look at it, I'm on the final um, proofreading stage, mm-hmm. and there's 180, uh, 180,000 plus words. I think it's about 185,000 words, which is huge. What happened was I probably recorded it all within maybe two years except for the last few chapters. And so it came together and I thought, oh, it's actually a book. And then I've gone back into it, like he's pushed me back into it three or four times. I have to actually, um, I can't quite remember how many times I've got it written down somewhere, but every time he's pushed me back in to look at the messages, the messages have grown in more depth. And so they start off with the foundations of each, uh, and then it's just grown and grown and grown. And then sometimes he's directed me to go and talk to the species um, overseeing consciousness. So if it was something like panda bears, he's told me to go and talk to the overseeing consciousness too, um, which is the collective consciousness of all panda bears to get more insights from them and um, and so on. And, and it has been really, really fascinating. Um, one of the, la- the last messages is above, so below, and that's shared from um, Torino and our New Zealand falcons here. And... Um, we've got these very unique um, falcons. Um, and I didn't realise until I started doing work for one of the falcon trusts here and the person that runs that, she said she now understands. Um, they've never worked out why the peregrine hasn't flown into New Zealand, but because of the message that um, our New Zealand falcons um, gave, she said she now understands that the peregrines have flown into every um, other than Antarctica, um, they've thr- um, flown into every Pacific country of New Zealand. Yeah. Mm. So it's sort of like um, they're just holding the energy here so greatly. Um, and yeah, and so um, the whole book has evolved. It's um, it's at some stages it's quite intense, and some stages it's so so beautiful. The intensity is relating to the carnage that us humans are doing to the planet. And you know, ten twelve years ago, he shared things that are now getting scientifically proven. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my hand. Um, and so he sometimes he's had a bit of play and says, "Oh, you know, scientists are wrong about that." And and then you know and then then I've read recently oh okay um, they're now saying that this is right um, um, and yeah and there are they are 
Yeah, it's intensity of the messages. Um, what do you, I mean, I quite, sometimes I ask myself, you know, where do you think the, the animals get these messages? Is it because they're, they're sort of more connected to like um, overall um, consciousness or? Um, okay. Um, it's quite a huge question to ask me and I'm going to try to explain it as briefly Sorry. as I can. <laughs> I'm trying to apologize. Um, um, because, you know, it's quite an extensive question. Um, animals are so present, they're so living in the now, and that's something that everyone will acknowledge. It doesn't matter if you're not an animal lover or you detest animals um, or, you, or you don't understand animals. They're so present, they're so living in, in the now. And when they're in that now, their connection is to everything. So uh, their connection okay. is to um, um, their physical body, to what's happening around them, but also to what's above them. And I'm, I'm calling it above them because it's not really above them as such, but that's a way that we understand it. So so they're going into that divine energy um, um, super fast all the time. And um, there's different things that have happened. Um, through um to understand that connection that we don't quite actually um have the ability to understand as such people sometimes wake up and they've got a premonition something's going to happen mm. and that could be happening just before it happens or it could be even three months or two years or ten years before it happens um but i've had examples like um oh Torino, one of the first examples that sticks in my mind, uh, one of the early chapters is about pandas, the um, giant pandas. And um, he, he shared about them helping with the, um, um, <coughs> excuse me, the mountain ranges in China and how they're hoping, helping to oversee that um, energetically. And then he said to me one day, just out the blue, um, the pandas are disturbed and I said to him is it because of what was happening in um, Tibet at the time <coughs> and he said no um, he said that's disturbing anyway um, he said remember what I told you and he said go back and look what I t told you and so I went back and had look what he told me and two days later um, China had a massive earthquake Okay. Um, and the mountain ranges. Um, another one, they had big, big um, fires in Australia. Um, I can't remember when. I mean, you know, it is a continuous pattern that we have these fires throughout the world and paradise in America has been hit with such a massive one um, recently. But um, so I'm outside and the little birds are saying to me, um, uh, be, I thought it was beware because I kept just hearing beware, 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 and I'm looking around and I'm thinking, oh, is someone looking through all my trees because I've got a lot of trees around the boundaries? And I came inside and Torino said to me, you didn't listen to the birds properly. Um, they're saying be aware, uh, and I said, what do I have to be aware about? And he said, there's going to be a massive big fire um, happening in Australia, and sure enough, there was five days later. So um amazing. Yeah, so amazing. Yeah, and so our animals do have this type of awareness and sometimes when there's natural disasters happening, um the animals are trying to tell people about it before they happen. And many people that have gone through because I live in Christchurch, which is we've had a lot of earthquakes, um, um which was a novelty for uh, us to experience that the first one in Christchurch happened and then, then they discontinued on. Mm. And, um, um, but people have, a lot of people had different stories. Um, so the first earthquake happened um, in the middle of the night. I can't remember what time exactly, let's just say 2am. And, but people were getting woken up by their dogs unexpectedly and walked down their stairs. And if their dog hadn't actually woken them up and, you know, a person thinking, yeah. well, my dog wants to go outside, 
they might have got killed, like um, um, a chimney might have fallen on them or um, heavy stuff. Um, and so there was a lot of things like that happening before it happened. Um, the birds were acting unusual before the quakes happened. So all these people have got all these, you know, after the quakes happen, they say, oh, I now understand why that was happening and why this happened and why that happened um, um, and so on. So, you know, our animal sensing of things um, um, is, you, is so, so much more aware than we are. Hmm. Yeah, and maybe, I don't know, but... Um by communicating with animals, sometimes I feel that we're tapping into this greater wisdom. You know, we using the animals to actually, you know, connect ourselves to this, what you call a d d divine energy. Because for us humans, it doesn't seem to be that easy to, to get that connection. But by communicating with the animals, who they are more connected or easier connected it seems like there's there's an easier way to 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 connect yourself yeah and just as you started talking Marian, i just received this that um you know the animals are here healing that um for us and and uh prodding us to go into um um, um that deeper connection one thing I do at workshops, um, at beginners' workshops, not the advanced ones, is that I ask people to come up with a story relating to their animal or animals, or even an animal that you know they don't um, live with, a story of where there's that sense of knowing something. And um, some of the people who come along have already been doing communication. Some people haven't. And but it's amazing the stories that they come up with. Is that oh you know, this this happened, or I just, my dog told me this, but I don't communicate, or um, or I had the sensing of something, and, and because of my animals, so, you know, they are part of this awakening process, um, um, it's, um, the pantry's going through such huge, um, um, massive changes, and, and, you know, um, we've caused so much destruction in such a short period of time and we're destroying all these different species here on earth um, and a lot of these species or some of the species not a lot of them would have actually um, will in time not become an energy that's needed on this planet but we're getting rid of them faster than we should so that really um, upsets the um, animals um, I uh, I went to our wildlife park here in Christchurch and I was, I just burst into tears. Um, I was, um, it was an animal from Madagascar, uh, the little uh, lemurs, and, mm -hmm. and I just couldn't stop bawling my eyes out. Um, so these are ones that live in captivity, have been reared in captivity, and they were starting to share with me their destruction, what was happening to Madagascar how it affected their species, but every species on, on Madagascar. Mm. And so, um, so you know, um, the other thing with the animals, um, uh, we have this worldwide um, cruelty towards humans and to women and, and also men, of course, and children and things like that. But when we see the same cruelty played out in an animal, we speak up. Um, so they're actually helping us to um, speak up about things um, and get behind causes um, um, and trying to bring in, um, I want to call it um, um, more caring, more um, uh, humanity and stuff like that so they are really good um amazing teachers to encourage us to be better than we are i think so i think so too i think there's so much wisdom in in um in this animal wisdom in that mm. in that profound um and very practical i mean when i channel or when i communicate uh with animals 
and uh, I, I write down their messages. Very often it's very practical. It's, um, you know, like what, what Torino said, you know, do this, do that, you know. Usually what I find is that animals, a lot of times they want us to be happier or they mm. want us to be happy full stop you know <laughs> it is and that's one thing that um um that that's something i have to constantly remind myself and and it's something that i do say you know that um animals have so much joy and so much um, um amazingness i communicated with um two animals yesterday and both have got elderly animals um, with health problems, but they were so joyful. Yeah. Incredibly joyful. And so the thing is, when you're communicating, or for me anyway, um, communicate with an animal, and the inner being is so full of joy and so full of pleasure and laughter. And then you've got to ask them how their physical body is because, um, you know, if you ask them like, oh, how are you? Um, um, it would be just like, oh, I'm just the happiest animal around because I'm so loved by my people. And let's talk about your what's happening to your physical body because that's what the communication, of course I can do that. Um, and so for them, the sense of joy and sense of being alive and sense of purpose in their family's lives. And I don't mean for every animal because, you know, there's so many that are displaced and so many that don't have great lives. Um, um, but these animals that do have these amazing lives of their families that they live with, um, that's where their focus is on, love. Yeah, I, I find that as well. And and this, this reminder of joy, um, because what I find is a, a lot of, in, in a lot of these um, communications is that the animals don't understand why we're not joyful all the time. Why yeah. we're, we're not, why, why are you not happy? Why are you not just doing things that make you happy more? I know, and, and it's living in the now, isn't it? Because yeah. we get so self-absorbed and it's not like um, um, animals have talked to me, yes, sure, you know, future plan and things like that, but go and experience that moment. Right. But we're so busy jumping out of that moment to get into the next moment and we don't have time to grasp that moment. And, and you know, um, and, and that applies to me too. So it's sort of like... Um, one thing, you know, I'm casting my memory back and it's not really relating to animals and it was relating to my daughter because um, she never slept when she was little. Uh, um, and I was too tired, but she developed in those, you know, that first nine months so, so fast. Mm. And and I was so tired and and um, uh, she had silent reflux, um, so she wasn't allowed to be, um, uh, she had to be propped up all the time. Um, and so, um, if I, you know, you couldn't lie her down to, to sleep or leave her, um, um, and so it was just catnapping, and I was just basically, you know, um, catnapping, yeah, yeah, and it was just really exhausting. And I had 10 wolfhounds and, and two soft coated <laughs> wheatons to look after at the same time, and um, my Clydesdale and my donkey, and then all the other animals that lived around me, and somehow I survived it, but but I just thought, gee, you know, and and they change so fast and we're so caught up in other stuff that we don't actually um, get to actually have those huge, big, wow, you know, moments. And and it's something that um, if there's a dog with a bull fetish, uh, um, they're only absorbed in actually chasing that ball and enjoying it so greatly or a dog that loves going to the beach um, and the right. waves and things right. like that and they're caught in that moment or horses um, um, uh, running and playing and they're just caught in that moment and that's and and that is such a purity energy to be in it's so um, um, and sometimes we've actually just got to take a step back and try to capture ourselves in that moment and right. it can be sitting there and watching the sunset or even listening to the rain falling and that's what's important at the moment yeah right right no you're you're quite right um 
I usually ask people for mm. an animal wisdom story. You know, like a, a story where um, an animal has changed your life. And I know that you told me this story. And maybe you, you, you would like to retell the story. Um, when you, you had a communication with a cat who had a nose cancer, And the yes. cat gave you the recipe what he or she wanted to be put in a paste. And I was so amazed by the story, actually. So maybe you want to I, tell that. Uh, <laughs> a beautiful cat. Um, absolutely beautiful cat. I didn't know the lady at this, at this time. I know her very well now. She's an absolutely beautiful lady. Um, and she contacted me. And... Um, um, And she runs a spiritual healing um, um, uh, place. And I didn't know any of that. And so when she contacted me, um, she said, oh, you know, my cat's got nasal cancer. And the vet suggested I have the cat put down um, uh, within 48 hours because it's a very invasive cancer. Um, can you ask why he's got this cancer? What's the reason behind it? Because she's always looking at, like, you know, um, what have I created or why or what's the soul mission involved and so I went off to talk to um, him and he just said to me well oh, okay um, and, he, and he shared all those messages she needed to hear relating to that um, and he said like you know um, I'm not ready to go yet I can be helped um, create this um, paste for me and it can be spread on my nose what I need is A clay that's a certain color that comes from a certain country. And I thought, oh, how's she going to find that? Um, because you know, I had no idea what she did or anything like that. And we don't really have places in New Zealand, um, or they're very rare where you'd go off and have um, 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 uh, healing clays. And to the clay mixture to add this, this, and this, and he named certain things. So I sent it off to her, and I thought, oh, ah, gee. Um, Oh, I've left her a hard one to deal with. And then she rang me and she thanked me. She said, I've actually got all those sitting in my cupboard. I work with healing clays and I never thought to use it on oh her. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh and God. so that, and anyway, um, extended its life for quite a period of time. I can't remember how, how long because this was probably eight years ago. Um, but I think he'd um, sent his life for maybe about two and a half years until she had to have him put down. Um, but the cancer the cancer um, had morally stopped on his nose. That is so amazing. I love yeah. that story. I really love that story. Yeah. And, um, And they share lots of different things that, you know, I think, oh, if I had to take the training for that, I would be in training for 50 years to learn all this stuff. <laughs> right, right, mm. right. No, that is beautiful. Mm. Um, actually... I was thinking this this is like a, a nice ending story um, for our lovely conversation and it wasn't that weird I think yeah it was, <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was not that weird I think it's great to talk about these um, you know energies that are happening and sometimes I find that as well that sometimes it is hard to find words for it you know to yes. put words onto that and you know this is what i do when i do the animal communication i try to match energy frequencies with words and sometimes uh -huh. i kind of exchange the words and all that and sometimes yeah. when people ask me how does it work or whatever and it's like i don't know you know it's it's the old radio frequency type yeah. you know so um Yeah, that yeah. I used to wonder that too, and yeah, and someone said to me, "Oh, it's just like going into a radio frequency." Because I thought, "Wow," right. um, and and that is really interesting um, because we don't. It just it just works. Um, but that reminds me of a workshop um, that I had in. Um, Tauranga, and it was a beautiful workshop. It was a beginner's workshop. But I had um, a couple of professional animal communicators come along to it um, also. And there was a lovely person there. Um, and I paired her up with, um, with a lady that's um, a teacher of um, Bowen and is a homopath uh, initially for the first communication. 
And so anyway, she took, um, this particular person talked to um, Hannah Law's horse, Kara, and, and it was fine. And then she thought, oh, this is too easy. It can't be so. And, of course, she started putting that thought in. She was getting the messages and everything like that. And, but she kept saying, no, it's too easy, too easy. <laughs> It can't, it can't be so. And then we went out to visit Kara on the Sunday because she was just down the road. And when we got there, I left half the group talking to some of the farm dogs down below and the other half of us trekked up this um, quite a steep hill and, and Kara was there, this beautiful horse. And this particular person said to me, oh, Kara told me this, this and this and this. And she's, um, um, and I can see it now. And I said to her, but, and she said, I haven't communicated all weekend. <laughs> it was so funny. Okay, yeah. And I, I said to her, do you know what you've said? She said, no, I've got no idea what I said. That's okay. This is what you said. And um, I, I mean, I just remember it because it was just so, so um, um, uh, wonderful. And it doesn't really matter, like, how we wonder how it happens. It just happens. It's, it's the magic of... Um, um, Maybe allowing to happen. Yeah, yeah, and the self doubt and just going with right, it, and right. and and um, and then you know any listeners when they're listening to this, they might um, look at you know I think you know if they're not already communicating, they might think, well, I did know that about my cat, or I did right. know that about my hamster, or my horse. I knew that my horse had a sore back, even though it wasn't actually um, affecting my back, or my horse was actually moving okay. I just knew these things. Um, yeah. So that sense of awareness of that animals trying to tell us stuff is really, really high. We just don't always acknowledge it. Right. You're quite right. I was wondering if you would like, because what we do is at the end of the, the lovely conversation that we've had, um, to mm -hmm. close. Well, we'll close down the, the conversation first, you know, the yeah. interview part. And then we're going to a small little lovely grounding meditation. So um, I was wondering, would you like to lead us in a little meditation or would you like to follow? <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd love to follow one if that's okay. Um, um, uh it's really funny because I'm almost getting that we should do this together, but I'm not too sure how. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know okay. what? I, I keep thinking that Torino wants to be there. Okay. Well, maybe that's what it is. Would you like to bring it through Torino um, and share the meditation um, that he's got to share with um, uh, the listeners? We can try. <laughs> yeah, we can try. Yeah. This um, is the first. <laughs> a first, okay. Or, or I, can, I can give it a go, whatever um, they prefer. Mm. How do you feel? I mean, yeah. Okay, I'll give it a go if, if it's okay with you. Um, yeah, and if you fine. want to jump in um, and, and we'll do it, okay. Um, so we'll have about like a short time, five minutes or something like that. Yeah. What I'll do is... Um, we're, we're, we're finishing the interview now. I, I would okay. like to thank you. It was really lovely. It was inspiring. It was, I felt like it was a high frequency vibe energy going on. You know, there was um, a real sort of connection going on. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for letting me uh, connect with Torino. What a beautiful dog. What an amazing dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, thank you. Um, I'm actually so um, delighted to be here and to be sharing and um, everything that's come through, um, um, the animals have been giving me the words to share what has had to be heard. Yeah, yeah, that's always the case, I think. So um, for all the listeners, if you're driving or you're on any machines at the moment, do not follow the, the meditation. We're mm. going um, after this now. If you're on the road, just turn it off and then go back later so you can always go back to the meditation. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. Okay. And we're going into a lovely little meditation and see what happens. Let's okay, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Do so, this. so, yeah, and anyway, um, if my energy goes quieter, 
it's because it's how it's meant to be. I just want everyone to breathe and to feel relaxed and calm. I want everyone to feel their heart center and just allow that to happen. Try to leave those stray thoughts out of the head. Just let them go. Just feel yourself in complete package. Feel the energy of your shoulders. You don't have to touch them. But also feel yourself connected to earth energy. The beautiful pulsing of earth energy. And as you're feeling that, just breathe. And allow it to be. And start breathing again. On the in-breath, feel yourself going deeper and deeper and deeper. On the out-breath, every stray thought is leaving you. Next in-breath, you're going deeper and deeper and deeper. Out-breath, you feel like it's how it's meant to be. I want you to sense the energy of a tree. It can be a little tree, it can be a big tree. And feel the texture of the bark. Has the tree got leaves or flowers? But start to feel the roots of the tree. And as you start to feel the roots of the tree, feel them as fluid and all the nutrients that are feeding the tree. And feel yourself going deeper and deeper and deeper. And just when you're ready, ask one of your own animals to come forward, or if you haven't got an animal, it can be a friend's animal, or it can be a species. Could be giraffes, could be elephants, could be a little mouse, ant, ladybird, what could be your gorgeous cat? And just allow that to happen. And start to feel the essence of this beautiful animal. Feel their divine essence, but also their physical essence. Allow yourself to dream with your animal friend. Allow them to take you on a healing journey with you, or take you on a healing journey. Go into the ray of compassion and caring, and that's a ray energy, it's a vibration. And allow that ray of compassion and caring to come into your own energy. And this is for yourself. You've all got suffering. Allow the animal companion to support you with this. And just when you're ready, there's no hurry for this. Start to sense your animal's soul wisdom, their deeper wisdom, their deeper sense of knowing. And just when you're ready, ask the animal to share words for you, specifically for you, or emotions. Emotions can tell you a lot, or visual pictures, or everything. That can be words, emotions, visual pictures, smells, noise.
And because we haven't got much time, we're going to come back soon. I don't want you tumbling back too fast. Just feel more present and you're back in your physical body, but also be aware of that energy of that you can step into that wisdom very, very fast through your animal companion. You can also step into that ray of compassion and healing very, very fast for your own healing um, um, journey. We're going to have a little play with this. So it's something that you can take away. I want you to feel yourself step into the compassion of Ray or the Ray of Compassion. Call it what you like. And feel that energy coming in to heal you, if you or even to add to your own vibrancy. Or even sending it off to others. Or to planetary consciousness. Or to a species. And the next thing is automatically feel yourself stepping into the wisdom of your animal companion that's supporting you with this. Let it happen automatically. Again, receive some words or visual pictures or emotions. Just allow it to happen. Now, this time we're going to return properly. Just come back into your physical presence and bring your awareness back. Feel grounded. Feel the energy of the tree supporting you if you need that. But just feel yourself placed back here. Um, why we did it like that is so that any listeners can, it can be automatic for them rather than going through a big, big process to show them how easy it is mm -hmm. to, um, to connect to different energies, to actually um, become receptive to um, receiving um, wisdom from animals. <clears throat> but also um, um, using that ray of compassion and healing for themselves um, or for others. Yeah, so that was quite beautiful. I never expected that to happen. So thank you, Torino. Thank you, Miriam. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. That was really, really nice. I was following you there. It was very, very nice. Very nice energy. And uh, that just leaves me to say thank you so much. Thank you to New Zealand, Faye. Um, mm. the and contact details will be in the announcement um, for you if you just want to say what's your website okay um, well first of all I want to send everyone lots of love and um, um, and my website is www.animalcommunication that's one word dash New Zealand is one word dot com Okay, so yeah. people can get in touch with you or via Facebook. Yeah, by Facebook or um, um, uh, my business page, my private 
page uh, because of security settings. I don't always see if people send me messages, but I always see them on my uh, uh, business page. Mm. Okay. And, and my business page is uh, facebook.com, of course, then Faye Rogers, Animal Communicator. Mm. Great. Faye Rogers, thank you so <laughs> yeah. much. So much. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. And have a wonderful evening. Mm. And you have a wonderful day. <laughs> yeah, I will do. And much love. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.